Cinema Sit Down, Friday, November 23rd, 2018, episode 214, a review with spoilers of Creed 2, hosted by Richard Lusk and Ryan Bull. The following podcast has been approved for all audiences by Flying Bull Productions. Part of any film is the sit down afterwards. Richard Lofsk and Ryan Bull bring you Cinema Sit Down. Welcome to Cinema Sit Down. I'm Ryan Bull, one of two hosts. Across the table for me is Richard Lusk. How are you, sir? Really great. Really excited for today's yep. review of Creed 2. Very excited. In fact, this is such a big movie that we had to bring in super fan Tony C as well to help us with our review. How are you doing, Tony? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? All right. Tony C, almost co-host. <laughs> C stands for co-host. Yeah, Practically. Like Sounds good. I like it. So today uh, we went and saw Creed Two, the eighth Rocky film. In the trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> the ever-growing uh, boxing lineage, or it, longest sports franchise now. I guess so. I mean, what what would be, what other sports franchises are out there? Airbud, probably was the longest before that. What about years? But probably with number of movies. It's actually about years of movies versus number of movies because there's a lot of the Bud spinoffs too. Like I got a daughter, so it's like Snow Buddies and Jingle Pups and things like that. Um, oh, those are all Airbud in the Air, Airbud universe. Yeah, the Airbud extended universe. <laughs> At one point, the dogs still learned how to talk and stuff. So I'm not one that's the delineate. Well, I can't think of other sports franchises. I can't think of one. I was trying to think of the Slapshot. Was there Slapshot th- too? There was with the Stifler. With Stifler. Oh. But it's like a 30 years oh, between Oh, that's Goon though, right? No, he's also did Goon, but there's a Slapshot slap, slap too huh. with him. Uh, Major League. One, two, Major three. League 2. Oh, there's, and there's, three, a, there's a third one. Huh. Scott Bakula met him, had him autograph my DVD of Major League 3. Oh, wow. Big ma- name drop there. Yeah. That's well, he, awesome. when he saw it, he goes, I didn't think they actually released this movie. <laughs> Wait, you were just carrying it around? No. You just happened my, to have it when it you a, ran into him at it was the Kroger? A, it was a birthday present. Uh, my mom got me a ticket to see him at a, he had a, he had a Ford Theater show. He was doing a review, oh. and he's just singing and dancing and doing stories about Quantum Leap is why I went. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Scott Bakula was singing and dancing? Yeah, he did songs. He he was, because he's been in like the Man of La Mancha. That was going to have his first theater break, and so he sang from that. He was in, uh, you know, versions of, like everybody else, like in, in the theaters, Our Town, um, The Music Man. Super fan. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Super fan of Scott Bakula. We are he, he knows everything about Scott Bakula. <laughs> we had the meet and greet afterwards, and um, and all these girls had all like I say girls, ladies who were like my mom's age were there with pictures of him from you know maybe he's on General Hospital or something back in the seventies. And so I showed him Major League Three. My friend brought Quantum Leap season one. <laughs> he goes, "Okay, Quantum Leap, I've heard of, but Major League Three, I didn't think they actually released it." Wow. <laughs> How long ago was this? Uh, probably about 15 years ago. I've got a picture on Facebook that pops up every once in a while. Fair enough. It was pre-Facebook, though. I'll tell you what, he would have made this movie. Better? (laughs) Yeah. He would have improved Creed 3 or whatever. Creed 2 has a great plot line. Under the tutelage of Rocky Balboa, light heavyweight contender Adonis Creed faces off against Victor Drago, son of Ivan Drago, the man who killed Adonis' father back there in uh, Rocky 4. Is it okay to ruin it? Yeah, you can spoil Rocky Four. You can you can spoil Rocky. The Cold War, the Cold War is over too. Right, he he ended the Cold War with that movie too. (laughs) Oh yeah, clearly the best Rocky movie of all time. (laughs) The Reagan inspired Rocky movie, right? I mean, he ended the Cold War. 
yeah, right after that, they just tore down the wall. <laughs> Wasn't he also fighting the, against the Russians in like Rambo Three? That was the Afghanis, but probably Russia he was, was helping fighting the with Afghanis against, against Russia, against the Taliban. Yeah, or the, he defeated against the, the Russians. Russians in two movies. Hey, this is why I consider Sylvester Stallone an auteur. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of auteur <laughs> elements in this movie. He didn't uh, come back to direct this film. He was offered the chance. Um, instead, someone called Stephen Capel Jr. Uh, who directed two episodes of Grownish and um, a movie called The Land that was a little indie film is directing this. Two two episodes of what? Grownish. What's that? It's a uh, I think an ABC show. It's like a sitcom oh, okay. kind of thing. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I thought it was Ryan Coogler was going to be the director of this thing. Yeah, I was really hoping he would come back because he's a very talented young director, and the camera work in the first Creed movie was so strong. Um, I guess we can get more into, or let's get your impression. What did you think about this film? I, things I liked about it were the things you mentioned. The whole Drago saga, I liked the way it opened. I, I thought it was it got off on a strong foot. The uh, the return of Dolph Lundgren to the Rocky franchise. And the character of uh, Victor, his son. I think that whole, uh, up to a certain point, I think that whole storyline really is intriguing. The, the place where they're at when the when the movie begins in terms of the the fallout from Rocky Four, so thirty years later the the thirty year fallout. Yeah, I still don't understand. Drago loses one boxing match and he never has a career after that. Well, it ended the Cold War, it broke up the Soviet Union. There were no more Soviets now. He's not even in, he's not even in Russia. He's in Ukraine. He's not even. I, yeah, I think it was, I mean, as a big symbolic uh, destruction of that sort of ideology, the Soviet ideology, the science. And but they still had the number two fighter in the world, and Rocky retires in the oh, Rocky destroyed film. Didn't destroy him, took him to the <laughs> limit. I mean, he's still a really good boxer. You would think he would have some sort of career after that. Probably sent him off to Siberia. <laughs> His wife left him. I, I imagine him being who, like, yeah, who I also... The wife also left Rocky in real life too. So right after the didn't movie. she leave Dolph Lundgren for him, for Sylvester Stallone? And we're talking about Brigitte Nelson. Nelson. I don't think they were together. Yeah, I don't think so. I know Stallone and her were for like Rocky right. Four and Cobra. I'm not up on my '80s trivia, but I think that something he. I would not be surprised if there was. A I lot think of he stole around. her from from Dolph Lundgren when he put her in Cobra. Oh, okay. I think she was dating Dolph Lundgren, but I, I might be wrong. It's yeah, uh, possible. I did like that they didn't give her lines. Oh, so she's right in Russian spoilers. a little bit, huh? We're just jumping right into spoilers. I don't know because I don't watch trailers, so I don't know. If... No, I, I don't think saying that she doesn't talk really in the film is that big of a spoiler. Well, that she's even in the film. No, I, I, uh, a lot of the promo stuff I've seen, they're, they're okay. hyping all, all right. of this. All right. There are some. I think there's some plot elements that I wasn't necessarily aware of that kind of show up later on. But anyway, I like the Drago stuff. Thought that was good. Good. Tony. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I like the, uh, I like the Rocky movies. I, you, know, you were talking about it earlier, Lusk, that you watched them a couple of them. I watched all of them again with the last two weeks or so. Um, again, not paying attention, you know, fast forward cause I've seen them, but just to get the feel of them. And you see a lot, when you do that, you see a lot of the jumps, uh, the, comparative shots where they've done the shot in this one that's a callback to one of the previous movies and i enjoy that stuff it makes you feel like a fan it makes it like you're watching they wrote the movie or showed it for you 
when you can see it, when you can find that stuff because you see kind of the hidden stuff in there. Again, fitting in with your super fan yes. uh, persona. <laughs> minutia. You had to watch all. You watched all of them. Yeah. All, like straight through. Yeah, over about a week or so. Yeah. All right. Good. Good job. <laughs> well, didn't you go back and watch a bunch? I of watched them? the Rocky one, two, and part of three. I was trying to get to four. I was going to, you didn't watch the fourth one that dealt with the movie director. <laughs> but I, I know exactly where, I mean, Rocky Four is etched into my memory. Yeah. <laughs> it's etched into my soul. Well, it's one of the remote control stoppers back in the glory days of cable. If, if you came across that film play and you had to watch it. To well, the end. especially the montages and stuff. It was probably, I mean, Rocky Three and Four were the first, among the first movies I saw in movie theaters when mm-hmm. they came out. So you guys probably saw them on DVD or whatever and. Cable, reruns, like TV, cable, stuff like, like that. TBS reruns. and yeah, But it was HBO. like swirling around in the atmosphere for me. I think it came out in 85, and that was when I graduated high school. So first couple years I had freedom and could go out on my own and see movies. And, you know, I, w- I often chose the Sylvester Stallone movies. I mean, I still enjoyed watching movies. Yeah. The funny thing is they used to give Stallone a lot of um, crap, for lack of a better word, for having all these sequels. You know, oh. Do we really need a Rocky three? And now we're on the eighth film, and well, people love it. And I don't think anyone wants to see this franchise end anytime soon. I'm sure within the next two months, people are going to be itching to hear that Rocky or uh, Creed three has been wow signed up. Wow, he fights Little T in the Rocky <laughs> Creed three. Oh yeah, got bring back. <laughs> I mean, his Clubber Junior. Yeah. Uh... Uh, okay, go on. Well, I yeah, mean, I you mean, haven't really mentioned whether or not you liked it and what uh, your thoughts on the movie were. This is lesser Rocky for me. Uh, um, two, probably two, three, four, and Creed's also somewhere in there. Those are like my top four. This one, it, it, it did everything I wanted it to do, but I was never surprised. Like, there's no killer fight scene, I think, in this film. Right. Where in the previous one there was... It, it, it was good. It, it, it hit all the beats. It, it gave me what I wanted, but it didn't exceed anything. Right. It hit. Okay. I, I think, you know, this movie was tailor-made for today's audience. They knew what it should be. Uh, at the end of the film, it got an ovation from our crowd. Thunderous applause, which okay. is only like the third time I've been in a theater where people have clapped for but a movie. Did, I mean, did that surprise you? A little bit. Really? It's been a while since I've had people clap at a film. All the right. last movie people clapped at that I was at was at Passion of the Christ. The audience that we were with was really into the movie. What other movies are you into? Like Star Wars movies, maybe? I would say that. I've said people cheering that. And I saw Rocky Balboa, which is the sixth one in theaters. People cheered at the fights. Because the way they cut it, you know, they're showing all the highlights of stuff. And so you're getting into the fight. And like in, um, in Rocky Balboa, when he finally knocks down the guy, it's like, Oh, okay. This can actually be a competitive fight, and you know it's a cheap moment. You can say because it's you know how is an old man supposed to beat the heavyweight right. champion of the world? Well, but I, know, I guess we can spoil that one too. He didn't win that one. Right about Bowen now. No, he loses to Mason the Lion. Just spoil everything today. Well, there's the spoiler it's version. The of spoiler it. episode. The non-spoiler is yeah. five seconds long. I, don't know, I, I liked our audience because they were into the film. They were enjoying it. Yeah, I I, I appreciate I, that element. Sometimes in well, movies, I even noticed with the changing of the music, where again in the original Rockies, it's very '80s bands, right. Europe or whoever is in it. You know, or in Tiger, the '70s, in the '70s, yeah, the sort of doo-wop, the doo-wop group with yeah, you know, with Frank Stallone singing it, and then this one, you've got the hip hop music, and it's not until the you know 
later in the movie, you start to get the original Rocky theme where you're finally transitioning right. from hip-hop, heavy, you know, whatever it is, to the classic songs. That was a key point in the movie, but then it kind of... I, I don't know if the music had as much to do with the, with the uh, enthusiasm of the crowd as uh, some other movies I've seen, like... Uh, Oh, what's the one with the with the tree guy? It's <laughs> in the squirrels. The tree guy with the, <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, people oh. are really into the movie or into the music in that one. They seem to respond to the in the in the crowds that I that I saw those movies. Yeah, like that, that music one, was yeah. more earwormy. I right. mean, where this at? I don't listen to hip hop music, so it's not like the songs don't mean much to me. But I like seventies and eighties music, so those songs even now as a throwback mean a lot to me. I'm saying I'm so a current audience might like the music and that might become their soundtrack. Well, it seems to me like our our musical tastes are so uh, balkanized now that I don't know if you can have a comprehensively uh, in tune theme song that's going to touch on everybody. Like the number one, I bet you I don't know. Well, I mean, this is me, but I, I bet you most people don't know the most popular song in the country. Like they might know some of the artists, but I bet you they don't know the number one song. I don't. I have right. no idea. I think cause, I don't even think my students would know. Right. Well, because I think music is so, like everything else, like social media and news is so personalized now. Music yeah. is too. Like I like the song when I listen to it, but you can you don't have to buy it as much anymore, if at all. You're not buying the album. You're not having something invested in it. So I I, I agree with that. That you know, if you want the Rocky, you, you heard the music. That was your music because that's what you. Well, the Eye like. of the Tiger was probably the number one song in the country for weeks on end right because it's just how slow paced everything could have been back then yeah compared to today also um i think rocky theme song was the number one song for a while yeah, sure I mean, some of those, like those pop, are just popular charts. catchy tunes I, I didn't think anything was that catchy in this film it was even the training montages they were cut and paste jobs there, there was nothing where i went oh that's just crazy like in rocky four since you know this is the hallmark He's hanging from the rafters in the in the barn, right. and he's just doing these crazy sit-ups. Or in the original film, it's you know the one-arm push-ups and you know switching off, right. where you're just like, holy crap, this guy's in crazy great shape. I mean, Michael B. Jordan's in great shape in this film, but there was nothing ever super cool and visual in the right. training. He didn't have to get in great shape. He was already in great shape through the whole movie. He was in great shape. He's just psychologically is kind of funky. But it also wasn't clear, like, okay, you're training. Where, what are you trying to do? Get tougher? Right. Are you trying to get stronger or faster? That's what I mean. The meaning served no purpose. That, that was one of the things I didn't like about the movie. That What did I say? The meaning served. The training served no purpose. It had no meaningful purpose. There was some cool stuff with water. Oh. Because yeah. it builds up speed, I guess. But they that was more with sound, too. Like, yeah. they did some sound stuff with the water sequences like the underwater sequence was kind of fading in and out but i mean like you said that i didn't think the fight sequences were interesting to watch in fact there were some things i thought were really tedious about it but i don't want to crap all over the movie to begin with because who cares what i think it's the most (laughs) popular movie in the country well that and ralph breaks the internet (laughs) i don't know which is more popular i bet ralph wins the weekend but this movie did have a grand feel to it when they uh arrive at the arena for the last fight i mean just that looked cool and it looked like it was a massive crowd it didn't feel like in some of the earlier rocky films that they had 50 people in the audience that they were strategically moving around for whatever shot and just using Mm -hmm. black curtains for the rest of the background are you talking about pre rocky four 
Yeah. Or, okay. Th- those films always had a smaller feel, even for the main event fights. That's weird, because I got a different impression. I, I just I thought all the major crowd scenes just seemed CGI to me anyway, which I assumed I just assumed them to be. Apparently, they filmed a lot of it at Anthony Joshua's last fight. Okay. So I mean. It, they were in an arena for some. I'm sure that there was still some green screen and crowd replacement stuff, but that the the laser light show yeah, yeah. for the entrances and stuff. I mean, there was this feeling of grandeur. Yeah, I guess I just didn't see him doing that kind of thing in Russia. <laughs> That's the. I mean, I didn't see him giving her his wife Tessa Thompson same, plays yeah. uh, Adonis. Wait a minute, uh, yeah, plays Jordan's wife. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, plays the role of a singer songwriter, a deaf singer songwriter like uh, Beethoven. Beethoven, exactly. Except I don't know if Beethoven did a whole lot of singing. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, the the light, the laser light show that began all that. I mean, I understand, I guess, because he's the uh, champion in the movie. He's he's allowed to go on last and have his own little entrance. But it seemed incongruous with the rest of it, being that they're setting up Adonis Creed to be in this really low point whereas i mean it makes more sense for him to be a a you know like the whole rocky story is coming up from the bottom and mm-hmm. you know being in a low place and losing everything and then coming back and rising and you know getting your your having your up and come or whatever well, actually that's not really how it works but i guess drago would have gotten the come up is what i'm trying to say is at one point the the person who has the most lines in the movie max kellerman says uh Creed is just showman, just like his father was, and he's nothing like his father was in terms of showmanship, oh, nothing at all. Swagger, yeah. Just in terms of like, you know, I mean, in Rocky One, one he's throwing money out into the crowd, you know, dressed Ro- up like George Washington. Rocky then, Four, he's got James Brown singing him to the ring. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like that. That's what they should have holographed James Brown for the last fight, or brought in James Brown's sons, Son. one of his fifteen sons, all named James Brown. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I'm George of, Foreman. Yeah, George <laughs> Foreman. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Probably of. George Foreman there. But it's also weird that Creed is a light heavyweight, and he's fighting a guy who's clearly a heavyweight. Who's well, he's a heavyweight he, champion in the movie. Yeah, but he was previously fighting as a light heavyweight, yeah, and, and they kind of just switch that, and then it's oh, you're too chicken to face this guy, and the guy's just massively bigger right. than him. That doesn't actually occur in the world of boxing nowadays. Like, no one would give, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a light heavyweight, uh, Roy Jones Jr. No one would have given him a hard time if he hadn't gone, if he said, no, I'm not going to go fight Mike Tyson or Lennox Lewis. Because you would just say, yeah, the, the size is so different. Well, it wouldn't be a sanctioned fight, too. You could probably do it as an exhibition, which again, Rocky Four was supposed to be. Interesting that you mentioned uh, Roy Jones Jr., because. Uh, Michael B. Jordan called him out, said that he could take him in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roy Jones Jr.'s pushing 50. Like Connor and Floyd. Yeah, but I think he's still got some hand speed and <laughs> some of those tricks. It's probably all publicity, too. Yeah. But do you think this film is operating in the realm of realism? I think for the casual fan, they watch these movies and they don't realize that this is nothing what a real boxing match looks like. Or training, or multi-million dollar world box heavyweight boxing champions that don't have nannies where he would take the baby to a training session with him in the middle of the night. Cause is, I mean, <laughs> there are all kinds of things that are messed up in the movie in terms of reality. 
The only thing that's real is, I guess they have a Takate uh, ring apron. <laughs> or the sports center guys are there just pounding it all the time. I, I hear Max Kellerman's voice in my head. <laughs> now, still. So... And those yeah, are one of the, some of the drawbacks of the movie. Some of the things. But I, I mean, this is what sports movies are supposed to do: is you know highlight supposedly what makes sports so great and makes it so that the casual movie-going watcher can enjoy it. I know. just wish there was something about it that was transcendental that went beyond that, like just the common. I mean, I feel like it's playing to the lowest common denominators in our entertainment. You're making money, though. That's what you need to do. Yeah, but I, I mean, I saw you roll your eyes at me after the film, and I was like, why does Drago always throw body punches with his right hand? He should do it with his left, uh, so then he can get the liver shot. And you're just kind of looking at me like, well, no one cares on that. I, mean, I don't think I was rolling my eyes as much at that as I was at the fact that my dad cried <laughs> in the movie. And that other people were crying, crying and felt emotionally invested in the movie. The movie tries to really hard to make you emotionally emotionally invested and a lot of people were well this is a film that they've grown up with and maybe they remember going with their father to see this or i mean this is a 30 plus year old franchise and it's all about fathers and sons and the you know the sins of the father well the original rocky was is a love story i mean at the at the end of it all it's just it's really him falling in love with Mm -hmm. with adrian Mm. i mean the boxing stuff is interesting. It doesn't play as much of, of a deal as it is a, a character study. Like the first Rocky movie is a is a product of its era. In a man trying to be better than what he was before. Yeah. Trying to improve himself for the right girl. The boxing thing, it could have been played out in any scenario. I mean, with a you know, she's the goal. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even care if he wins or not. And, and right. the last line of the movie is, I love you, Rocky, or something like that, you know. And he's lost. He's lost the fight. Spoiler for Rocky. Or all he does, he wants to just go to the distance, and he has that big. Speech. He does want to go to the distance. That's the only thing. But because, that's a metaphor. But that's to make him better than he was before. Is that because nobody's ever gone the distance? And you know, even some of the posters for Rocky always say his whole life's a million to one shot. Right. And this is his shot finally to get to it. And uh, oh, I in the movie, the person that undergoes the biggest transformation is Adrian. I would say so. Yeah. I mean. She, by the end of that movie, she's right. become a fully realized uh, individual. Before, she was just sort of a she had the glasses idea. and the, yeah, you know, the glass. twelve sweaters and her <laughs> yeah, hat. Yeah. You know, Polly throws a turkey out the window. <laughs> Actually, I would say Rocky is the best Thanksgiving movie Ooh. in history. <laughs> We're talking over about, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, or Tower Heist. That's the only third one I can. But and then Charlie Brown. My cousin and I were over Thanksgiving. We were talking about which ones were Thanksgiving movies because yeah. everything gets called up into Christmas. So you have Planes, Trains, Automobiles, Rocky One. Well, um, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is a, definitely a Thanksgiving. Movie. Well, that's what. But so we're thinking which one would be the best. And really, because they're all different, those four, and like I say Tower Heist because it just happens to be at Thanksgiving parade. Did you see where they're accusing uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving of being racist? Is it something with Franklin? Yeah. yeah he's Matt. sitting on the other side of the table oh, all by himself. All by himself. <laughs> well, <laughs> Twitter's upset. And the internet. Some of my students wanted to watch that, so I showed them parts of it. And they go, is Peppermint Patty a guy or a girl? That is the age-old question. <laughs> and they still call her Peppermint Patty. they got to go the whole route. you just got to start with Peppermint. Yeah. You can't just call her, except for Marshy calls her Patricia. <laughs> or Sir. Yeah, sir. 
Which also plays in the right. boy or girl. She's got the Birkenstocks and the uh, flannel sweatshirt. So, yeah, I don't know what kind of stereotypes they're playing on there because it is 1973. <laughs> Why does Charlie Brown have one hair on his head? Uh, you know who else has thinning hair is Linus. Yeah. It for is, for, for uh, kids who are, you know, what, 8, 11, and 12 years old, they have very thinning hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's very sad. But they're fine with Snoopy flying a doghouse. They understand yeah, that that's sure, fantasy. That's <laughs> that's like Adonis uh, leaving his uh, infant child on an apron while he beats a heavy bag. Mm. Adonis Creed. Thanks. Yeah, that that scene didn't work, and you you could tell Michael B. Jordan's heart wasn't really in it. I'll tell you why it didn't work. It the movie doesn't work fundamentally for me because it was overwritten, overacted at times, over edited. It was. It was just over everything, and I'm just over it because I was. It was over the top, and I was over it. And then, the the wall it set up for itself to go over the top of was pretty low to begin with. I think it's like they didn't even. It's like they really didn't even try. Oh no, Creed was a, a fine film. Oh yeah, but people are saying this is better than Creed. No, it's not. They better are. Than Creed. It's, uh, no, it, I... it's got more on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a higher score, I think, than Creed on Rotten Tomatoes. I might be wrong about that, but I, I know it's up there. But know. the fact I just made up, it proved my point. <laughs> I think one of the things that's hurting yes. this film I is Michael B. Jordan has become such a big star since um, 2015's Creed and that he didn't have as much time to train and get ready and do all the choreography work. I mean, because he's coming off of Black Panther, and I looked up his IMDb page, and he's got quite a few other films coming out. Uh, earlier this year, he was in the... HBO movie Fahrenheit 451. Wow, but I mean, he's a very busy actor. Right. He, he's arguably one of the top names in the film industry right now. Top leading man. All right. Um, he doesn't have five months to just dedicate himself to getting ready for a boxing movie. Yeah. Like that's, he did with the first one. That's why, I mean, you could tell the, the movie, you could tell how out of sequence it was filmed and how, the it transitions from scene to scene. Bit. Yeah. It didn't... It, it just... I, and the thing that bothers me most is the fact that it is really that popular. That Maybe it's not as popular as Creed, but it's the fact that everybody at the theater seemed to like it. You guys seem to like it. I know I'm putting myself out as, as like the only one in a select few, but it's just... It's not that great. It's just not that great. Good. I, I mean, I'd say it's probably the best sports movie this year it's better than some other boxing films that we've done like a bleed for this i thought that was much better really yes much better movie no i mean it was much more interesting i was invested in the characters a lot more i mean it was kind of written by the book but even the mentor mentee kind of uh combination of that play back and forth between those guys i thought it was i thought it was much better i mean in this case i'm saying good is the enemy of great and the the rocks, I mean the, the 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 parts are all there for you to make something that's that transcends just the mundane BS, and it's just it doesn't do that for me. So I was a little disappointed at the end when I'm like, oh, he had a daughter. Why couldn't he have a son? And then here in 25 more years, we can get Creed Seven. And it's going to be the grandchildren fighting it what, out in Russia. What great god is going to be like narcissist? <laughs> why why can't she just be a boxer why can't she be a boxer and then they have a girl oh, yeah. maybe you could do that or, or she could be the first transgender world heavyweight champion 
That or, might be a big or, story. So wait, line. in 25 years, <laughs> I get another boxing movie? Intergender. Yeah. I'm in then. <laughs> I'm sure that, I'll be dead by then, so it won't matter much to me. You, but You're not going to help me review it on episode like 1700? Yes, I'll commit. I'll commit to, to Creed 18 or whatever it'll be. You did mention that the people you thought people were going to be clamoring for the next story. Oh yeah. Okay. What What do you envision it being? It, it can't necessarily be Drago coming back. Mister T Junior. Yeah, you kind of said that. I thought you were being flippant about. I know. It. It could, oh, if you're going to go to the well, I mean, you got to. You got. I don't think you can. Tommy Gunn. You know, could, he's the junior. Could you bring back the boxer from the first Creed movie? He's finally out of prison. That's a good point. Um, because you know he was going away and he had time for one last fight. So now he comes out, and it's Michael B. Jordan trying to, you know, redeem himself for his one loss. And then, you know, they've already kind of brought right. up that he's he has some internal injuries from the fights in this film. So his career may or may not be over. So that could be, you know. He's had other losses. He had other losses. I think in the Creed, the only loss he had was against the guy he really? beat in the beginning in the sparring thing, where he, yeah. where he bet his Mustang and... Got knocked down. Oh. Yeah, see, those elements weren't really followed up. Like, there, you couldn't necessarily watch this movie, this Creed 2, without being aware of those things from Creed 1 or for the first I, I think Creed they wrapped that, you know, that, because that's in the first fight of the of Creed 2, is to say, he wants his car back, I want my keys. or Right, but they didn't, they didn't bookend it like they did with, uh, like, the Rocky movies, generally, the first scene of Rocky Oh, that's a good point. Starts with the last Starts five minutes. Starts with the last five, five minutes, minutes of the, of the last. Movie. That's a good point. And they didn't kind of do that with it. So I, it's like that. I want my Mustang back. I mean, that's that an that interesting line, better. but it yeah. doesn't make sense necessarily for the casual first timer. That would make the movie what five ten minutes longer though. Too. <laughs> yeah, you didn't Which, need that. Well, they could have cut out the whole. But there's a lot of stuff they could have cut out. They I would have him in the next movie take on a Conor McGregor like MMA fighter. Who head kicks him and, you know, gets disqualified from the match and he wants to fight the guy, but this time he has to do it in that guy's ringer in the octagon. Oh, he trains in jujitsu. Yeah, so now we have a boxer. Muay Thai. Stallone's a purist, though. I don't think he likes MMA. He didn't, in grudge match, he didn't like it. Yeah. They knocked out a, uh, um, uh, I mean, jail. I'm basing that mostly on supposition which most of my facts are based on things i make up anyway so i think that i read somewhere that he's didn't he do that boxing show a few years ago with uh oh with a uh, um sugar, sugar ray. ray yeah the contender Where, yeah in fact that's what the editing style of this movie reminded me of though especially the last fight and i don't know if you guys were thrown by it or not but it was it sort of bookended and put an exclamation point on everything that I disliked about the movie was every three or four shots in the ring was followed by a reaction shot by someone outside of the ring. Yeah. And the overacting element I was getting about the, uh, miss Mrs. Bill Cosby. Mm -hmm. She was horrible. She was horrible in it. And she's not generally a bad actress. It's just, she was being asked to do these weird, ridiculous things on the, on ringside at ringside, which she wouldn't, she wouldn't be doing. I don't think. In fact, she should be back in America with the baby. Grandma watching the kid. She you, should be you watching. You were the kid. wondering who the baby was with, and I thought in they don't the have first movie she refused to go and watch him fight, watch her son fight. Right. I don't think she watched Creed fight. I might be wrong with that. No, I think she watched it on TV and Creed. But she had said like she wasn't going to. Yeah. Right? 
but now she's going to Russia. Right, now she's going to travel to watch her, Russia. Yeah. her husband's killer's son. <laughs> it's like, that would, that's some Shakespearean then, stuff there. What's going on with, with Brigitte Nielsen? So she she left Drago. Wait, she was the mother? She was like a absentee mommy? My, I could fill in the gaps. I would think she was probably tied up with the government much more than Drago was. And so, whether marriage or convenience or whatever, and then once you know, meal ticket. So once he loses, he's no longer the meal ticket. But she was never pregnant in the in Rocky Four. True. So yeah, they, they don't know how close so they already had a kid. Maybe they already wow. had it, or they right mm. afterwards. Yeah. See, why not? Why not make that? Why not just use a line of dialogue to say how old the to kid say is. how old the kid is, and or say it had to have been afterwards. Because the kid wasn't thirty, is he thirty? He's got to be thirty. He looks I don't know. Thirty. Well, if he's if they have the baby after he gets defeated by Rocky, and then she leaves, there's no point for him to leave, right? Or for her to leave. I, I don't know. You could. Well, you that's, just, that's when, what I mean by. And I'll be when one was Adonis born too, because obviously he's not after Rocky four, so it's before, and I mean, because it's with a different mother, you know, than Felicia Rashad. Oh, it's that's a, not it's, well. I mean, that's just because it's a different actress, isn't it? The no, same no, it's a different. He, he's uh, Adonis is a product of an affair Apollo had, oh. so that's where uh, you don't, again. Okay, they may have said it in the first one, but when is he born? That's where the Rocky movie you play you know, loose with the timeline because if Rocky Five is, takes place initially is like a week after the fight, right? But Rocky Junior Robert is seven years older because right, of right, the time right. between the movies, so. We got sibling so a, issues. There's a lot of time travel going on too. I don't know. I wonder if we could get a prequel. Rocky's grandfather fighting bare knuckle <laughs> like against John L. Sullivan. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're talking about the extended <laughs> Rocky universe, you would have to have like Mickey's Mickey's chance. True. That he, that, that's all he talks about. Did like, you yeah. know Stallone is two years older than Mickey For, was in the first film? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. he is now. Yeah. Yeah. Curtis Meredith didn't take care of himself. No, no, he didn't. Have he lived human, long though. He didn't have human growth hormone yeah. or whatever. Stallone looked good in the film. Yeah, that's right. He beat cancer with no substance. With right, one line of dialogue. He didn't really mention. I, I, I got him through cancer. Yeah, great. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Over three years, he's cured. Hundred percent. I'd like to know how he makes any money at all. They only had he one only had one customer at that restaurant. The Drago. Whole, the whole movie, <laughs> and I don't think he paid for anything. And his restaurant's closed on a Saturday night when <laughs> big fight night boxing is going on. Yeah. It's like town. 11 p.m. He's or got, so. yeah. With his student who lives in town. Right. Local. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> watching yeah. it. No one would go to Rocky's place to watch it. Or I guess they call it Adrian's. Adrian. Right? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things that were just so unrealistic about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't put away. Oh, well. Um, so you are not recommending anyone goes out to watch it? Know, people go see it. It doesn't matter what I think. And Tony, you're recommending everyone goes out <laughs> everyone to watch it. Everyone goes and watches it. Complete I'm the going series. to be uh, in the middle then. I'll be Goldilocks <laughs> and say some people should go watch <laughs> this. I think if you like boxing films, this is a fine film to go watch. There are many boxing movies that are far worse than this. All right. <laughs> oh. All right, fair enough. Any idea what you want to do for our next show? Didn't you rope me into agreeing to Aquaman or something? Like, I know there was some like card game we played, or there was some oh, reason yeah, yeah. I, I lost a bet or something. Aquaman's looking good. It is not. Oh, that trailer's getting it me excited. Not. I am oh looking forward God. to it. I've come around. I don't believe you. I really don't believe you. <laughs> Call my bluff. Let's review Aquaman. No, I already That's said fine. I would. I already lost that bet before. <laughs> 
if you're trying to rope me into going because I think you're going to dislike it, you're crazy. Because I, I, there's nothing from the, there's nothing from the trailer that makes it seem like it's anything beyond. You don't think he's a cool BS. superhero when he doesn't know what a trident is and he points to his five pointed spear? <laughs> no. tri- I already have a trident. It's like no. <laughs> is that in the trailer? Yeah, that was in the trailer. Right. The, the one back. we just watched today. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and and they show me the stick figure drawing of an actual trident. He's like, oh, I got one that looks like that. No, you don't. Well, you, you don't know, know how to count to three. In the comic books, Aquaman is gay. Really? In the current storyline, he's gay. If they do that, if they make that an element in this movie, then I'll, I'll go watch it. <laughs> oh, I thought he's got to hook up with uh, Johnny Depp's ex-wife. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But if he's if it's not a if it's not a some uh, oh, people, if it's not a woke superhero movie like that, then what's the point of going? It's not woke. <laughs> I don't know, I'm looking forward to it. Willem Dafoe's in it. I didn't notice it. Uh, a lot of age replacement. He's wearing digital. the classic Aquaman uniform. <laughs> okay. And pulling it off, might I say. All right. Wow. You are in. Yeah. You are fully invested in Aquaman. <laughs> All right. Isn't well. that next weekend? No, it's like my birthday week. Yeah. It's, um, like it's coming out a week early. If you have Amazon December Prime, you can go to advanced screening. Oh, I thought you could watch it on TV. Because if I can watch it on TV, I definitely I'll watch it. You can watch like, it on TV come May. Wow, Amazon Prime. Yeah. I didn't know they were the studio behind it. It's, it's wonderful. No, I'm I not. mean, yeah, yeah. So. The favorite, that looks good. I'd love to watch The Favorite. Uh, Mary Queen of Scots or whatever, the Mary thing. Which I told you months ago was going to win Best Makeup at the Oscars. Yes, you did. You did make and that And you're call. slowly coming around on that. No, not necessarily. <laughs> Just because she looks horrible at one point doesn't mean that. <laughs> oh, no, you, you can definitely see the, the lead poisoning getting to her and the mercury poisoning slowly over time. They method acting that. <laughs> they actually poison her for the movie. They actually do pour mercury down her eye sockets. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else coming out. Do we get to oh, Mary widows. Poppins? No. I don't want to see What? No. What's out now? Oh, it's Nutcracker. It's classic. No. There, there it came out, didn't it? Yeah, it came out. All right. Well, we'll have to talk about it. Hopefully, All we'll right. have a couple more episodes before the year's out. Ooh. So, uh, thank you for joining me, Richard Lusk. Thank you. Thank you for joining me, Tony C. It's always a pleasure. There be dragons. Pox at Bodum, everybody. What did you think of today's show? Send in your feedback by tweeting at CSD Podcast, emailing cinemasitdown at gmail.com, or messaging us on facebook.com backslash cinemasitdown. Cinema Sit Down is a Flying Bull production. Where'd you eat? Wendy's. We just both went in and they gave me the wrong sandwich. What did they give you? Any idea what I didn't was? look at it. I have some, some drug deal going down and I got the wrong bag. Did you eat I it? Like a, I know. The lady caught us in the parking lot. So I'm thinking it's like North by Northwest. Oh, wow. Case of mistaken identity. I walk out and I'm being followed by spies. <laughs> I answered the wrong phone. <laughs> This is not your bag. She was waiting for someone to order a baconator <laughs> and a single. <laughs> she gave and it then to she her gives own. us the special order. Huh. Was yeah. it heavy?
particularly heavy? No, I didn't think the, the original bag wasn't any heavier than the other one. Huh. Did feel like a pound of pear. No. <laughs> you talking about the pound or the, the brick? <laughs> Rolled up money. That's the joke. It's like anything in brick form should only be bought as bricks. <coughs> like a brick of heroin, you're asking for trouble. 